Check the chat. I'm gonna be in the chat as well. Good evening, everyone. Oh, 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 yeah. After we allow 
thousand to master enterprise and I ain't have to be in school by ten. I then began to encounter with my counterparts on how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections, drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe so separately, Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, my corner, my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hands. Get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man. Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it. And live the phrase, sky's the limit. Motherfucker, see who trumps on top. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Friday. It is time for the Genealogist Lounge, episode two, with my brother Amir Williams. Um, I think I've known him from, you know, Clubhouse, pan- Pandemic Clubhouse. You know, I kind of label it like seasons, so maybe like season two of Clubhouse. That's when I met Amir. Um, he's an amazing, thoughtful brother. Um, he's actively engaged in, you know, everybody's issues, and he has a hunger for learning, learning about other people's uh, histories, um, their ancestors, and you know. But my man is super active. He went from, you know, meeting us and linking up with Sasha, understand, learning about the black towns, and now becoming a landowner in Oklahoma, and. The creator, the co-creator of, founder of the Black Town Collective. Um, I'm super excited for this conversation with him. He's a great guy, and uh, this is—I say this is part one, and you know, to a kind of series that I'm doing. I, I want to have conversations with everybody from all corners. You know, I have um, Damon and. Uh, Vaughn scheduled for Monday, so buckle up for that one. <laughs> but you know, uh, it's it's a celebratory Friday because you know Amir's in Oklahoma right now um, for the Blacktown uh, conference. Um, he's going as a you know landowner and as somebody that's pushing to revitalize these communities and I wanted to dig a little deeper you know we have our group chats talks and you know I'm able to ask certain questions but it's an open forum so I just wanted to have a one-on-one with him and figure out 
you know, more about him, how he navigates, how he views things, how he views different communities, his thoughts on Clubhouse, um, what he's doing with the Black Town Collective, and also his ancestors. So it, it's, it's, this is going to be a good one. I'm excited for you guys to listen, man. Let's go. Yeah, hey, man, that shit crazy. What, um, what, so I always had this question. So what, what, what like sparked you to like, you know, you from the East Coast, Spanish Harlem, right? Yeah. What prompted you to be like, yo, I want to, I want to go to the Midwest and like, you know, start this Black Towns initiative and you know, buy land and really, really start putting your money and your time and everything there? Well, it probably started, I want to say, like, as a teenager, really, because I was always reading and, like, reading on Black history and, um, you know, different points of history, you know, where Black people were, uh, successful because you know a lot of people focus on the negative. I wanted to uh, go back into history and look at the points where Black people thrived, and this place called Oklahoma kept showing up. <laughs> um, and you know, a lot of people think about Black Wall Street and um, the Greenwood District in Tulsa, but um, you know, I started learning about like all these Black towns that existed. Uh, in Oklahoma, as well as other parts of the country that nobody seems to talk about. And by the time I had finished high school, I had went to, so I think it was my senior year, I went to uh, HBCU College Fair. So it was, that was in the fall. And one of the college reps uh, we had a good conversation. I can't remember his name, but he was from a school called Langston University. Mm. And um, he told me, he said, yeah, Langston's in Oklahoma. So I'm like, for real? Like, cool. Like, So, you know, he started telling me a little bit about the history. And at the time, you know, I was running track in high school. Um, so I thought, like, hey, maybe I could try to get over there on the track scholarship. Um, cause I didn't really know where I wanted to go to college. I just knew I didn't want to go to college in New York. Um, so I ended up applying, I got accepted and which is crazy. Cause like my grades wasn't all like my grades was never all that. Um, I felt like an echo in this. Uh, you- I was echoing on your side. Hold on, let me check. Yeah. Sometimes I'll be setting my... Let me turn it to standard. All right. You still hear echo? Nah, it's gone. Shit, so... Yeah, man. That shit crazy, man. I mean, you done a whole lot. And, like, even myself, like... I'm a hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent supporting y'all, and I'm with y'all. And um, I think with me, I started looking at like, like the black towns and 
how y'all putting y'all money where y'all mouth is. Y'all even went out there and you cop some land off rip, bro. That's I was like, man. You but to, you know the you know the crazy thing is how how God worked because like you know I always had this you know also being black and native I also wanted to go out there because I heard about you know the stories of like the freedmen and um, stuff like that so that was another part of history out there that you know that I was kind of drawn to but and I had no idea when um, I started this whole journey and bought land in Boli that I would actually find uh, DNA matches within Boli um, and other parts of Oklahoma. And that was just mind-blowing to me because, you know, growing up, I always I was always told you got people in the Midwest that, that came from down south, which, you know, I know a lot of them. Um, but most of your people is in North Carolina and Florida. And as far as having family anywhere else, we, we didn't know anything about that. So he, here I am like finding out, I just bought land in this town and I have, you know, five, six, seven DNA matches, you know, from this area. Mm. Damn, that shit crazy. Mm. Did you ever get? Did, I know you said you was gonna reach out to him. You ever get a chance to chop it up with him? Yeah. So <laughs> the crazy thing is, so I reached out to them. Guess who they related to? Sasha. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Everybody related to Sasha. So it was. It was. You know, I got a chance to to speak to them. And because uh, it was two sisters that did the DNA, and um, there was there was both matches, but um, like as soon as I started talking to them, uh, they sent me their mom's number. <laughs> so like yeah, talk to, <laughs> talk to moms. So you know we end up talking, you know, and we we, we talk we talk once in a while now. So uh, they're actually in Kansas now. So. Um, it was just crazy and like, you know, they're still like, you know, do you have an idea how related? And I think I have an idea which line it comes from. Um, you know, I think it's on the paternal line. Um, my father's paternal line. So, yeah, it was was just, it was just mind blowing. The other ones I haven't really reached out yet because uh i want to i want to do a little more research with that but um yeah it's 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 really interesting like you know sometimes you get put on a a path and you don't know why (laughs) and after a while like the universe like allows you to start connecting the dots Damn. Shit. So when's when you said um when's your next conference y'all got going? So the conference is going to be next 
Saturday, uh, August 20th. Um, that's a Black Towns Conference. So they're going to have representatives from each of the, the 13 Black Towns left yeah. in Oklahoma. Uh, so it'll be in Oklahoma City. It's going to be at the Oklahoma Historical Society. So that should be good uh, because they're going to also have like uh, different, you know, like Department of Energy and like different um, like agencies there and stuff, you know. So it should be it should be pretty interesting. Everybody's going to have they have a time uh, slot for each uh, speaker of the town and stuff. So um, definitely going to go show support and kind of let you know the people know that like hey we're here to uh to help assist you guys in restoring the towns um you know some of these folks are already familiar with what we're doing so um it's it's pretty dope it's, it's going good you know we have the website um so what's the website you know, again blacktowncollective.com yeah blacktowncollective.com so uh, if you go on the website, the first thing that pops up is like the, um, it's like a box where you can fill out and you'll get all the info for like our newsletter that we'll be putting out. Um, so that's, you know, that's one thing. And then, you know, we just have information on what the collective, you know, what our mission is, mm-hmm. um, you know, to help restore black towns, you know, these black towns. I remember this um, picture. I'm, no. look, I'm looking at the site right now. Yeah. It's, um... You, the, you, you see all some familiar faces in there, huh? Yeah, you in the background looking like Montel Williams. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, that, that was a good... That was a good, uh... That was a good weekend, for sure. I remember that. that I was, it's almost coming up on a year now. Mm-hmm. It was somebody... Somebody I had passed away, like I had like a funeral coming up or something like that. I remember. Yeah, I remember that weekend. That shit was dope, man. I'm excited. I'm excited for y'all, man. Um, how often you gonna how often you gonna slide out there? Do you see yourself like moving out there or just like trying to build up from a distance until it's ready for you to slide up there? Um, for right now, I think it's gonna be out of distance because like you know like I'm I have a lot of other stuff going on as well and some of the, you know I'm able I'll be able to invest and and actually help you know help build it up um so for right now I'll do it at a distance but eventually I plan to go like back west you know because I, I spent probably the best years of my life out west you know between Arizona, California, um, you know, that whole area. Uh, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm used to the, the West, you know, slower pace, but, um, you know, I have a lot of good friends, you know, in that area, you know, in Texas and Dallas. So I, I, I see myself definitely sliding back out that way. Um, I'm not sure if I'm ready to live in the town just yet. Probably when I get a little older. 
but um, definitely help them rebuild, clean up, um, get people to invest in the community. You know, whether it's like uh, some kind of programs or, you know, helping clean up, clean up the, uh, the town or, you know, getting people to purchase property because there's a lot of land out there. Look, I was over there like, hey, man, they got some more. They got some of that $500 for acre land out there or what? <laughs> Shit. See, the the thing is, too. You got to go the, out there the thing that I, holler at them. Yeah, that's the one thing. You got to holler at them. And then, two, um, a lot of black people, you know, we're, we got this, like, reverse migration thing going on now. Mm-hmm. So it seems like a lot of people are going south, you know, from all the big cities. So, like, some of the black people that are from Oklahoma, they oftentimes go off to the big cities. Mm-hmm. You know, um, while the big city folks are trying to get to the country. So you you have a lot of people, you know, the prices have gone up because, you know, Oklahoma has cheap land and right now real estate is, is still kind of crazy even though the market's been up and down um so some of those prices went up in a lot of areas but um if you're able to like go and have a conversation with folks you know in these areas i'm pretty sure you can get a good deal Hey, you know, I just like right when that happened too. Um, you know, a lot of my family, my second, I told you about my second great grandfather, right? No, you didn't tell me. Um, he's um my second great grandfather owned 125 acres in Virginia, and it's around an hour and ten and ten minutes away. So what happened? Is that what, the one you said everyone's fighting over? Yeah, it's, it's, it kind of died down now, but it's still about 85 acres, and it has been untouched. And I think, like, the county cuts the grass or a neighbor or something like that. So, um, you know, when I pulled up all the records, it says it's basically, it's, it's essentially an old family trust that says, you know, he had 14 children. So all 14 children, all descendants are entitled to the land. So I think that's kind of where it's coming in that because the paperwork says everybody has a piece of it. So um, I'm kind of the close in the whole family because everybody's Baltimore, Philly, New York, Jersey. So I'm the closest one to it. It's like a little less than 90 minutes from my crib. So I'm seeing how that play out. And um, yeah, I'm hype about this one. I think it's going to be nice. It's a lot of um, it's a lot of land out there. It's one of them like, it's kind of like, how you explain the Blacktown Collective, especially the black community back there. Like right now, I could cop two acres of land for 20K with a with a little house on it. Um, but oh, wow. yeah, but ten but ten minutes down away on the white side, um, you can cop um the beach houses are six, seven hundred thousand dollars. Wow. In the same, in the same goddamn county. What you find, grits, man? <laughs> nah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, uh, 
make you know I be uh, I'm on this whole health tip, so um, you know I do my own salads. I do like chicken, like uh, you know ch- grilled chicken. Oh yeah, and put it in a salad and all that. Mm. So yeah, that that's what I'm up to. Word. So I'm looking at your I'm looking at your um your tree right now. Yes, yeah, it's, it's all over the place. Nah, I mean, I, I kind of um the most shady. You got, I mean, you got some, you got some dope stuff already. So, what was that ancestor you was talking about? That um, that you kind of, you said you put the white person in a tree. Yeah. So, uh, the snow, Alexander, right? Alexander no. McClarity. McClarity, yeah. So um, he was a he came from uh, Scotland, and uh, I guess he came over here with his dad, and uh, they ended up in North Carolina. Well, I guess they. Uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of that, like Scottish. Um, that Scottish migration to that area. One of my, I did, I, I kind of, so the reason why I kind of wanted to pull it up and actually look at it and talk to you about it is because I had something similar happen, but it was kind of the opposite. I found out that um, my, my third great-grandmother, which is my grandfather's, I think it's my grandfather's great-grandmother. So I have him tested. So a lot of the um, DNA connections are higher, so I can see him more clearly. And um, I found out it was a Scottish neighbor that fathered um, his great-grandmother. And I think that's my three times great-grandmother. And um, I, I, so basically what you did with your tree is kind of the same. So you can kind of do a dummy tree and shuffle the DNA around, or you could just drop the DNA right there, kind of what I did. So, um, yeah. Um, so the woman that who is a, she's a DNA match, uh, to me, she is a direct descendant of, um, McClarty. What's what's the name again? Um, oh, let me pull your joint out. I got your I got your I got your tree on one, and I'm gonna pull the DNA up on another. Yeah. You know, every time I look at somebody, the first thing I do when I open somebody's DNA is look through and see if I recognize any of these names. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, I, I did, um, I don't know if you ever had a, ch- I don't think you had a chance to look at my tree before, but when I inserted, this is on my other line, uh, my my Shavis line, um, I put a name in and through line started doing all this, you know, matching and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't able to figure it out, but when I went to one of the names in the tree, <laughs> um, your name popped up. For real? Yeah. Which one? Hold on. I'll have to send you the screenshot. 
because um, I, I took the name out. All right. Bet. So I think, was it was it on that North Carolina? Was it that Shavis? Yeah, it was on the Shavis. All right. So I got I got a couple. So my, um, you know, my, my old lady, I have my, my old lady and my mother-in-law tested. And their families are not lumpy, but they like, Excuse me. The his the family consistently marries into the Lumby family, uh, generation after generation. Like those Stewart and the Evans that came from from uh, Mecklenburg, Virginia, into North Carolina after the Revolutionary War. They consistently marry um, members of the Lumby. That's why they, she has so many high. Uh, DNA connections with the Lumbee, and she's not actually Lumbee. So for a minute, I was like, "Oh man, I think, I think, I think my old lady is, um, you know, <laughs> I think she, you know, I think she might be, you know, have native roots, and she still might, but I don't think it's coming from the Lumbee." And um, I had talked to uh, what's my my man Julian, and he was he kind of he's a distant cousin to her, and he was kind of reiterating the same thing. But you know the thing with the Lumbi too is that they're a combination of different people. Yeah. So, um, like even with my DNA matches, like I match people that are Lumbi, um, Haloasaponi, just various different tribes. Because um, the Lumbi are made up of a lot of those. So they're not like a pure, like Native American child. Yeah. Like they come. There's a whole bunch of different ones mixed together. Plus, you got the European blood, and you know the black blood. So it's all a mixture. So how um, did you did you always grow up with that, or you discovered it doing research and stuff? Um. So I always grew up with the. The story because um my well I actually knew my great grandmother um because for you know the last couple of years of her life she lived in Connecticut um so we would go over there when I was a baby um but we've always known that and we've always told like hey this is what you are um but at some point. And we don't know why. Um, and nobody wants to say what happened, but there was like some separation between the families. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, nobody knows like what happened and why, why, we, why we're not further connected with those people in North Carolina. Because my, my ancestor left... Um, North Carolina and went to Florida and everything is a mystery like as far as like his family and all of that other stuff now 
as far as like who we were, that was always told like, hey, you come from these people. But um that was it. Heavy Florida you know? too. Heavy, heavy in Florida. Yeah. So um we don't have you know, now I've met people that they say they're related to my side and stuff like that. Um but as far as like having that connection, um, we really don't. And plus, there's a lot of like uh, racial stuff mixed in there too. Mm-hmm. I heard about I heard about the racism with the Lumbees. Um, what's the name? Quincy. Quincy did. He um, man, he he went in in depth about his experience. I think his grandmother, his grandmother was Lumbee. Yeah, so my family doesn't kind of want to deal with them. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. Um, you know, which is why I always kind of been a little like, Hesitant. like this is what I am. But yeah, you know, I I really don't with them like. That. Um, I met even some people with this. They're like, oh, you know, we're related and stuff like that. But um, I still. As a whole, I don't really rock with them. Yeah, I know what that feels like. I'm down for the genealogy. I ain't down for all the family stuff with some of y'all. <laughs> for real. Yeah. So, so we was always just taught, like, all right, this is a part of you. No matter what nobody tells you, this is a part of you. And... um you know, be proud of it, even though we don't deal with these people. Um, and that's kind of how it was. And my family's kind of weird anyway. Like, um, they're very, like, I guess, clannish. So, like, I seen a meme that said, you know, uh, if you wasn't at grandma's house, you ain't you ain't no cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, and that that's kind of how uh, a lot of my family is. Is like, if you wasn't like like you could be a cl- close relative, but like if you didn't come around us a lot, then they don't really consider you family. I'm sorry, you had to go through that, you know? man. That's trash. No, I mean, like I didn't have to go through it. I'm just saying, like you, you know, your family, you know, so what I'm speaking. Yeah, about. you know, because I mean, I grew up here. In, I grew up in New York, so. Like I would go down there in the summertime, so like we have, like we have that bond, you know. Or like I got relatives in uh, the Midwest, Detroit, Chicago, so I would go there sometimes. So we was able to like keep a bond, like. But there's people that <laughs> lived in the area that they really didn't come around like that. Yeah. So you know they don't really considered a family. I was sitting here looking at your Civil War um, ancestor. This is dope. Uh, what's his name? Jordan. Frank White? Nah, Henry Jordan. Okay. I thought you were talking about the real Frank White. Hey, man, I was about to ask you too, like, but you were talking about something serious. I was like, bro, Biggie, Biggie your ancestor or what? You know it. <laughs> Yeah, I was looking at these. Now that, go ahead. 
that line is crazy. Um, cause I was talking about this the other day too. So it's the the surname White. Um, and they from a small area, a small farming area named Cottondale in the Panhandle of Florida. Um, not many people know about this area of Florida. Um, but like we already, nobody ever had to research like, like who the, you know, who enslaved us or anything. Cause everybody still lives in the same area. Yeah. Probably still alongside each other. Yeah. So basically, um, the, the man that enslaved, uh, that side of the family, he ended up having children with some of the people he enslaved. Mm-hmm. And one of them was my ancestor. Um, so what ended up happening, I guess, towards the end of like, and that's um, the white slavery. Right? Yeah, that's the whites. Okay. Um, he gave one of my ancestors some land. And, uh, that land is still in the family today. So we all know who, you know, where we were enslaved and the plantation ain't too, ain't too far from where our land is at. It's probably like maybe a 20 minute drive. Wow. And you got to kind of go so, out the way to get down there too, huh? Man, you got to yeah, rack you got to go to like... White... Man, you got two Civil War. Man. That's dope. What's yeah. You, what's um, you with all these roots, man? You know, that that's why... I mean, if you look at it, too, if you look at it, because, like, I've been in the service, my dad been in the service, my grandfather been uh-huh. in the service. So, it kind of makes sense. Absolutely. I did the same thing, bro. I did it, like... So I don't have, like, direct, like, it's not directly because my, you know, the generation above me, nobody went into the military, but my grandfather did, and my grandfather's uncle, and then, you know, so it kind of, like, went side to side, but I've literally had um, a direct ancestor or immediate family member, like a first cousin, uncle, aunt in that generation um, a family member has served in every single conflict the uh, U.S. has had, and this is going from the Revolutionary War forward. Wow. I had a great-grandfather serve in, a second great-grandfather serve in the Spanish-American War. My great-grand, another great-grandfather was in World War One. Um his, you know, I had a, my my other great grandfather was in World War II. Um, my grandfather was in World War II. They was the same age. It's crazy how like families have uh, children <laughs> at different ages. Because my dad's family has kids older, like they're in wow. their 30s when they have children. I had children in my 30s. My mother side of the family. They usually have all of their kids by 25 years old, max. So they start having kids 19, 20, 21, 22. So I literally have a great niece that's older than my son. 
Wow. Yeah, so like, so my grand, so on my, my dad's parents are the same, are in the same age range as um, my maternal grandmother and grandfather, their parents. They're within five, five years of each other. <laughs> Ain't that crazy? Yeah, it is. My my maternal grandpa my paternal grandparents are old enough to be my maternal grandparents' parents. But they're all but the but the ages of the children line up. <laughs> man. That's that's shit crazy, man. So is this the one so I'm looking at your tree and shit, right? So the Alexander McCarthy. And you said through lines popped up on there? Yeah, so what, what happened was um, when I, I initially reached out to the woman, um, I thought, because at that time I didn't wasn't familiar with the leads method. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I see you did a good job with I it. I thought, yeah, I thought she, um, I thought she might have been on the shaver side, you know, because. We got people that look like that too. So, um, you know, I started talking to her and she was like, no. Um, so I'm like, okay, maybe it's on the other side. So I asked her um, if she knew the the surname Snell. And she said, oh, I have to ask my dad. So then, you know, I didn't hear nothing for a couple of months. And then she popped up again, like, like, hey, I talked to my dad, and he said that those people are related to us. So I'm like, okay. So now I know, like, you're basically a descendant of um, the enslaver. Um, That's so... You know, I kind of broke it to her, the news to her. Um, and she kind of, like, started understanding, like, because she looked at the profile picture and was like, um, you know, I'm I'm sorry for what my ancestors did. Uh, um, so, that's, you know, whatever. So you guys are going to... Um... When are you guys gonna meet up? Because you guys have to have a hug. <laughs> we, we need the long Facebook I, I posts talking about forgiveness and love. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see that happening. Um, <laughs> Come on, to be bro. Honest. Come on, and, man. She got She got she, she got to join the Black Town Collective. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> see. I don't, uh, know if you, I don't know if you want me to bring this up. Nah, go ahead, bro. We this talking. Last time we had the conversation on this. This is a clubhouse combo, um, bro. Because last time I, I brought this up, you know, people was like, oh, you know, you're wrong and all this stuff, right? Um, and nobody can tell anybody else how to feel about their uh ancestors, their lineage, the things uh that occurred. Nobody could like I I make a point not to tell anybody like those things. 
and also how to research because everybody uses different techniques. Um, and some things are more important to other people um, than others. And it doesn't make that person less of a less of a historian or genealogist or anything like that. It's it's just based on um what that person uh is into and what they need and a whole bunch of other things. So I just definitely wanted to clear that up because I was not feeling the whole thing about oh I need to do whatever I need to do to make uh, these people comfortable so I can get information from them. Yeah, now I've been in comfortable world. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that's what I was, that's how I took it. And I beg I took your it, pardon. Like, as, <laughs> I, I took beg it as your jack. pardon. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't making no goddamn body feel, un- feel comfortable. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean to cut you off back. Go ahead, bro. That's incredible. Nah, I took it as a, as, a, as a jab to me, you know, saying that I'm not serious about genealogy work because I'm not willing to do the things that they're willing to do. Um, and I didn't even know there was a playbook for genealogy. I didn't know there was a playbook. <laughs> like, I'm not following the playbook, obviously. Um, and sitting down and having uh, lattes with, you know, descendants of the slavery, you know, and and all of that. So, um, shout out to lattes. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I wasn't really feeling that. And I, I think some people probably, you know, cause I know some people, uh, was in the room. Uh, I did make some comments about like, you know, I'm not having no barbecue with, with them. And, you know, there's not going to be no, uh, no Hemings thing, you know, like how they, how they, uh, on the Oprah show. Um, so I don't know if people got offended by that or whatever. Um, I'm going to double down and stand on what I said <laughs> uh, because that's how I feel and everybody's entitled to feel how they feel. This is, uh, you know... Had the air horn, that shit, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, enslavement is, you know, that that part of history... Um, that's a very touch, touchy subject, and you, nobody should be trying to tell nobody how to move or anything like that. So, um, I just wanted to get that out there, uh, put that out there for for anybody, you know, because um, you know, each of us, each of our families have like a similar stories as far as that time period, but we all have different unique stories and we all have uh trauma and stuff like that so um yeah i just want to clear that up hey man you're entitled to feel exactly how you feel bro you know you have to um it's a it's a it's a it's a dark it's sometimes what we do could be a dark path down there and you have to assess what works and what doesn't work. And just like you said, you don't have to step outside yourself to make other people feel comfortable to share. You can stay in your own skin, be polite. You can have a, you can have a conversation and basically 
basically, whoever said that to you um, was saying you have to do what they suggested to get to the point that you're actually at right now and you didn't have to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I didn't have to do any of that. I mean, uh, this woman, like, we haven't talked on the phone, but, uh, like, we email each other. I'm, you know, I'm respectful. She's respectful. You know, she'll tell me, like, you know, you know, she's having a busy week, but she's been doing research. And she has given me a lot of information. She's getting the rest of her family uh, DNA tested. Because, um, you know, now she's interested in, the like, doing a DNA project, maybe. Um, so she's getting the rest of her family tested. And from what she told me, I don't know if it's true or not. She hasn't told them what's going on. She's just basically like, Hey, we should all like, um, you know, get DNA tested. Cause I want to do a DNA project. And, um, I think I found some relatives, you know, that's basically what she's saying to me mm-hmm. now. I don't know if she, you know, she could be lying, <laughs> whatever. Um, but the fact that she's doing all that, and I didn't even, I, I didn't even push for it. I was just, you know, casually mentioned it, um, and you know, told her like, "Hey, I'm interested in um, if if you have any information." And she's reaching out to to other family members that I probably wouldn't have access to because there ain't no way they're gonna talk to me. Yeah. You know, because of, you know, guilt or whatever. Um, so she's doing her part. And I didn't have to, like, you know, you didn't have to excuse my you, language, but I didn't have to kiss her ass. <laughs> I, I was going to say tap dance, but kiss ass works. <laughs> you know, so, um, and we, we don't even have that, like, relationship that everybody's saying that you absolutely need to have oh, to on, get bro. this information um, you gotta you gotta have your you gotta have the love story you know what i mean like how y'all came together and hugged and made peace and um yeah they, know, y'all gonna do the electric slide together you know people want to people want an oprah story or <laughs> a, a story for like ancestry <laughs> they want the one of the one of the ancestry stories yeah, like, um, and I'm not saying that it can't happen, but I want that to happen with descendants of people that was enslaved as well, you know, that are relatives, because um, I'm finding DNA matches in uh, Mississippi now on that line. And from what the last thing the the woman sent me last night um, she said that that family of enslavers had moved to Mississippi. Mm. And when I reached out to a lady in Mississippi, she said, oh yeah, my people come from Hebron, Mississippi or something like that. Um, and I'm like, oh, you know, it connects now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I'm getting all this, you know, I'm having her just give me this information, you know, and she's, she's saying like, I paid for like, um, the best subscription she could have with ancestry. Oh man. <laughs> you done, you done got in these genealogy you know, streets and you ain't try. 
Yeah, and I didn't even. I'm, I'm not forcing her hand, and you know, um, being rude to her or anything. I mean, because I think she might be a genuinely nice lady, you know. For boundaries, um, because yeah, you know, you, you have to establish boundaries because even when you talk about things like this, you don't know how you don't know how the rest of her family feels. You don't know whether these people still have that generational money from back then. Mm-hmm. You don't know if these people are still on that land. Um, there's a lot of like different factors that they go into it. And a lot of things that, that people really got to discuss before they sit down and be like, Oh, I forgive you. Come give me a hug. We're going to hang out on Christmas and, you know, Next summer we can go to Cape Cod together, like Cape Cod. Like, nah, this <laughs> yeah, like I'm like there got to be some, you know, some some things to discuss, you know. And there's just this whole big kumbaya um, thing that people won't, you know, were like I felt like they were trying to push on me and say like, oh, you're not a, you're not a real historian or genealogist if you're not doing uh all the work so you know i'm just kind of like y'all do y'all y'all do what you know which i feel comfortable doing and i'm gonna do me exactly and you know i feel like i feel like the same result uh, yeah, you guys are going to get the same result. You guys are saying the same thing, whoever you were talking to, because I wasn't in the room during that time. But, um, you know, the same result is going to happen regardless. Like, for instance, I, from the white people um, that I've been able to um, track down genetically and also the verifiable um, white ancestors that I have, um, I've never, I kind of did the same thing you did. I know a lot of people tried to test my skills, though. You know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, I've been doing genealogy 30 years. Um, And, you know, once they try to test me and figure out I know what I'm talking about, then they try to, you know, kind of like the Cape Cod thing. And I'm like, you know, let's let's get some work done. (laughs) That's kind of the focus of my whole thing. Let's get some work done. That's it. You know, but I'm not mad at nobody because I'm like, you know, like, we all different people because, like, you know, I've had several several conversations with you and, like, um, like where I come from, it's a whole different world from where other people come from. Everybody got their own journeys and stuff. So, like, I don't get... I tell people, like, like, yo, I tell people, like, like, you're really a thug, man. They don't be trying to listen to me. Nah, I'm not. But it's just, like... Like I just that's how, you, respect, that's how right? you know you are when you say you're not. You know what I mean? That's that Harlem I, word I, right there. I, I <laughs> <laughs> nah, I just believe in like people like respecting each other and like not trying to like force somebody to to think or move a certain way. Like, cause that's like cult behavior. So yeah. like, you know, allow people, cause you know people people are growing at different rates too. Mm-hmm. You know, people mature at different rates, um, and people just have different mindsets based on like 
how they raise in their environment and all that, you know, their, their real life experiences. So, you know, I don't be mad at nobody. So I don't know if people think, think I was mad. No. Like, I was tight at first, <laughs> but I was just like, yeah, you definitely hit me like, yo, <laughs> it's a but then I looked at it. I'm like, they're not like, they don't come, you know, they don't come from where I come from. Not saying that I, you know, I come from the hardest uh, place on earth, or that my so, story is so un- unique. Shit, yeah, um, even, even my my family, uh, my my story. Like I feel like every with genealogy, everybody got family got some like some real different unique stories. And like uh, I was talking about this the other day, the same place I mentioned Cottondale is is. The only reason that it's mentioned in history is because it is the, the the place of one of the most infamous lynchings in in U.S. history with Claude McNeil, and um, this this lynching, you know, uh, of this black man, you know, who was mutilated and tortured and and all these things. He was done, then hanged in front of the courthouse where my family lives in the same town. Mm. Um, and one of the pe- one of the one of the people that went that witnessed this lynching in front of the the courthouse was my grandmother. You know, so I'm like, you don't know. Like you don't know, like you don't know somebody. You know, you never know where like people come from and like their stories and like the trauma and the things that they taught. Like um, where my family comes from, just like other places in the South, there was it was hell for them. And the thing about me is that I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. So I got all those stories. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like I'm I'm hearing it from, you know, like from like three generations down. Like I'm hearing it from people that were there. You know, um, you know, from that to my my grandmother knew her grandfather, who is the last person in my family that was enslaved. You know. So she could tell me about him directly because she knew him, you know, because he lived to to be about 90, I think, um, you know, so she knew who he was and she was alive. You know, she was a little girl when Claude McNeil was lynched in front of the courthouse, you know, and the whole riot broke out and you know, she was alive for a lot of different things. You know, so a lot of those things, especially like the flint, the family trauma, um, and a lot of stories was just passed on directly to me. Mm. Not my father telling me, not nobody else telling me. Like they, you know, my grandparents telling me directly. You know, obviously they didn't tell me everything. But um, they told me enough 
to for me to have a certain opinion and worldview when it comes to dealing with some Caucasian people. Mm-hmm. You know, so that a lot of that kind of shaped my thinking as well. And that's why I said people don't really understand. Like, you, you got to really know a person and um, the journey that they've been through and, like, their family history. That's why I said everybody's family history is very important and it's unique at the same time and it's different. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's dope as fuck, man. <laughs> I mean, the cut so much, man, because you know how we talk. It's sailors, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's just it's just what it is. Yeah. Do you ever um? Do you like focus on one side? Like, you know, do you do both sides of your tree, or like your main focus right now is your dad's side working on that? So, the the so my dad did his DNA first, right? So, um, then my mom decided she wanted to do it like a couple years later, but um. Basically, the count is under is, is under my sisters, so I'm like, bet, all right. <laughs> so you do the research on there. I'll show you how to do it, like you know, simple stuff. Yeah. And um, you know, because I'm not an expert, but I, I'll show you like the little things, and um, you know, let me figure out a couple more things from my dad's line. And then I could just kind of jump over, yeah, and see what's going on over there. Divine, but my mom's line is kind of, yeah, because my mom's line is kind of like, um, I don't want to say put all the way put together, but um, it's it's a lot less mysteries, yeah, you know, you know, because she, you know, she came from Puerto Rico, and um, you know, she's got like. A lot of African ancestors, you know, uh, roots coming from different islands and all of that. So, mm-hmm. I um, see. I see. Kind of like I see in your DNA. You know, there's like, you know, there's some kind of wreckage there, and then we also have uh, Sephardic Jews on that side mm-hmm. from Spain. Yeah, and now all that shit is documented. <laughs> so. Um, I think it's a little easier on that side in, in some aspects and less mystery. Cause like even, even like, um, I went to my uncle's house one time and he just, he just gave me a whole piece of paper and there was like 30 names on there. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it happened. Like, they just drop it on you. Of like ancestors. So like his, his his parents, his grandparents, and their parents, and just like aunts, uncles, whatever. And I was like, "Damn! Like, did you research this?" And he was like, "Like, we always knew this." So I was like, "Okay." Like, um, so I have that. Like, and I, I'm planning to get to that side, but with my dad's side, there's so many like, there's so many mysteries that could probably be like. I like the way you're it's doing like, it. Hey, sis, you focus on that. I'm focused on this. Yeah, that that way, you know, like, it 
it encourages my sisters to like, you know, to learn more, you know, learn, learn the genealogy, learn some more like history. Um, and I think it's dope like that. And then, um, I mean, I always tell her like everything I research on my dad's, I always tell her like, yo, I found this or, you know, this is what happened. And, um, you know, it's just like kind of like trading information and it's good to like have some, some kind of help. Um, you know, cause I could tell her like, Hey, I need, you know, I need you to go get this document, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and she'll go, you know, she'll go look for it or whatever. Um, and then, you know, like, you know, my, my mom's side is definitely, uh, something I'm I'm definitely looking to get into um I just gotta I just trying to like there's like a couple of clue like mysteries on my dad's side that is probably like like very like dope story like if I ever if I'm ever able to like really connect the dots um and say like okay this is this is um this is the ancestors and this is the family like it's gonna be like a dope story to like like tell because um it's just so much mystery and um and i'm like it's out there somewhere the truth is out there hey man you um like i like that divide and conquer and i like how you're leveraging um you know our you know the the community like you're helping people, you're getting help, you're sharing resources. I mean, you get, you're doing it efficiently. And somebody that is, I mean, I think the only person I've met that is so entrenched in multiple communities is Quincy. <laughs> like you can kind of, your arms stretch out far from the islands to the south, um, now to the Midwest, man. Like, I mean, you. I don't know how you. Well, we sell it, so that's what we do. But I ain't enough hours in a day, man, and you do it efficiently, bro. Yeah, I'm trying to, but you know, it's it gets frustrating, frustrating sometimes too, because um, I feel like, like, damn, like I gotta get to this, like I gotta get to a certain level with researching to actually be able to find like what I'm looking for. And I've learned a lot from like probably within the last year than I probably have <laughs> before that mm-hmm. um, researching wise. Um, and I always go back and think about uh, my, my cousin, you know, um, who researched uh, the Rolex side of our family and, wrote a book about it and all this other stuff. Um, and he did this with no technology. He did this like back in the, like, you know, probably like, I want to say eighties or something like eighties, nineties. So, um, you know, there was like, (laughs) he actually had to go, you know, where they have the archives and look at the film and (laughs) pull up, the the information the old school way, mm-hmm. and um, 
And I'm like, man, like, I be getting a little frustrated sometimes because I'm like, man, I want to, like, am I not researching um, well enough to move at a quicker pace? Or just, it is what it is. Like, you know, the information information you get will come over time. Um, Mm -hmm. Just kind of kind of keep grinding at it yep chipping away at it and also one thing i one thing i like to do is um you know kind of like kind of like in college like come up with an actual study plan or work schedule in a way to like all right if you put too much time in these in these ones that are like super super difficult you could burn out or get overly frustrated so being able to shift off and double back on ones that you think that uh, it's already done. And you're like, oh, wow, I found a new record. Or oh, let me look at it in this direction because, you know, while I'm working on this really, really hard line, I learned something new over here. So let me apply it to one of these lines that I think I already have everything for. And, you know, that's kind of how I like to do it. It's kind of like a little mental game. So it's like, oh, man, this is so freaking difficult. And then I slide over here. And next thing you know, I'm smoking it and I get my confidence back up and I can come back to the hard, um, the hard line with like a real uh, fresh set of eyes. And um, yeah, just like coming up with like a weekly plan. Um, I'm doing better with that. I definitely did struggle with it, though, because I used to just put in like 40 hours a week every every single week. And I would just be all over the place, bouncing from tree to tree to tree. Now I'm like more. I'm more focused um, on one line and, you know, so far I would, so now I'm looking up like I'm Wikipedia in the county and pulling up, I'm buying books on like certain counties. Uh, I'm looking at newspaper articles uh, that was going on in that county um, during that time. So I'm just kind of like, I like this more organized approach now because I just used to do it and I have like, I literally have like 40 trees in my in my uh, ancestry account. So I'm just always bouncing. So this like real structured focus is really paying dividends, man. Wow. That's some free game right there, man. You don't got to pay me for that. I bet. <laughs> so, yeah, what you got going on with the um, black and native? Like, are y'all y'all just um, y'all just coming outside when it's time to talk, or is it like more structured, like scheduled rooms, or you know, when when it calls for it, you gonna come out? So, um, me and Sasha have talked about doing. Uh, we used to do some music rooms where, like, we played the. Uh, like a particular artist, uh, like one time we played Don Pullen, um, Sacred Common Ground album, and uh, we we talked about the vibe and the energy of the album, and um, you know how they how you used uh, jazz and native, uh, you know, music and kind of combined it, um, and just the uh, the whole blend. So uh, we're going to try to come out with some more rooms. Uh, definitely have some interviews. Uh, among we did, I think you might have been there. We did an interview with uh, yeah, one of the... that was a really good run. 
Yeah, the film um, consultant for a film that was about the Osage, um, the Osage murders that happened um, in Oklahoma. And I think, uh, I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know if it came out or what, but I know uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is uh, starring in the film. Um, so we got to talk to a consultant of who was part of that film. And uh, yeah, we want to have some interviews like that uh, going forward. Um, I know right now there's a, a lot of focus on uh, natives in um, film and television. You know, they have shows like Res Dogs. Um, the Prey movie that just came out was dope. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to see that. Which um, one? Uh, Prey. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, this it's basically uh, the, the you know, like a predator prequel or something mm-hmm. i heard it was outstanding yeah it was i was i was really i was really surprised because um like normally when they try to do films with like native american people um and it's like hollywood involved like they always get like so much wrong but um it, it was it was pretty good like um and I, they said it was the best. They said it was the best um, film that has ever came out on Amazon numbers wise, as far as streaming and stuff. Mm. So you know that was that was a big, uh, uh, you know that that was a big win for him. But just you know having, you know having more interviews, you know, kind of like maybe interviewing. Uh, some authors, uh, you know, some some people that's doing TV, musicians, or or people who's doing like community work, because um, those rooms were like pretty successful. We had a pretty good turnout, and a lot of people got like real good information from it that um, you know they could go do research or they could find out how to support uh, this person or this particular community. So. Uh, we're definitely looking to do more uh, theme rooms like that. That's dope, man. And the last, the last question I got, you know, I got to get to the shits, man. It's the last one. You ready? I'm ready. What's up with the, um, the, the Indian, uh, genealogy community on clubhouse how you feeling about them and what's your interactions with them so far you know i'm gonna ask you bro we gotta get into it um, five dollar ass down before i make change that was an i just oh, got man. That. i'm hype about that one i can't wait to like kick somebody off the stage and say that shit so <laughs> the thing i i was actually in one of those rooms the other day um and I don't know what made me go in the room, but I'm glad I did because they decided to play an audio clip from Dr. Umar. Um, Dr. Umar basically made some statements against uh, 
pretend Indians. Uh, yeah, he shot at every. I saw that and, clip. I I went in that room too, and I got that clip. Boy, he went crazy. I was like, God damn! I don't ever. I don't listen to Omar like that, but Umar like that. But he went. He went wild on. Yeah. The um. And I had to. I had to kind of agree in a sense, uh, because. I don't want to tackle what people believe in, you know. I beg I your up, pardon. <laughs> I grew up with, I grew up in a lot of, you know, uh, an environment where there's a lot of schools of thought, right? So I've actually had a chance to study and be part of these communities and learn what they believe and stuff like that. Um, so I already get where people are coming from, where they need something um, to elevate themselves, right? Um, so I understand that part. Um, but I don't, but I always emphasize that the work is more important than the theories. Because if, let's say, you, you claim to be have Native American lineage, um, you should be doing all the genealogy work, you know, um, doing the research, doing DNA, doing this or doing that. I'm not saying that you should do it a particular way, but you should be doing all the things um, to find your ancestors. You know, how you do it, that's on you. Um, but I don't think people are focused on that. I think people are focused on theories, um, trying to get away from being black, you know, or African-American, um, something else that makes them feel like elevated, like more conscious, like I'm, I'm not like the rest of y'all. <laughs> Um, and I get that. I, I totally get that. But um, you got to dig into you got to dig into your roots and see who you really are. And once you do that, because there are people who know who they are. But I say the most important thing is the work. What work are you doing? Like, are you into your culture? Are you learning? Um, family history are you getting involved in that community and most of the time when i ask people those questions it's a no so i'm like why does it matter to you so much if someone else believes in something different from you if they if they acknowledging that they are african-american why does it matter to you that they're acknowledging that when you're saying you are like your people were always here, but you don't know who <laughs> you can't say who your fourth great grandparent is. <sighs> and you don't know the culture of that tribe you, you claim or the language or the spiritual practices. Um, but you oh claim to be of these people, mm. <laughs> you know, uh, that just looks 
it just looks crazy. You know, and you know. I always say this, bro. Everybody's not a genealogist, bro. Everybody's not putting in the work. And that's across the board, no matter what community or school of thought you are a part of. Everybody's not a genealogist. A lot of these people just want friends, and a lot of these people just want to be down. And it's only a handful, I think, in each space you really go in. In each genealogy space you go into, it's only like it's only a handful of people that's really, really dedicated to the work, and the other ones are just like you know, do it as a hobby. And you got people that just like like the people in the space and want to be a part of it. That's that's kind of how I look at it. So I try not to take people seriously unless they really show me that they really do this. You feel me? Yeah, I mean, but, but I'm hoping people will learn, like, you know, because everybody, you know, everybody should grow and elevate. Some people don't. They stay stuck on stupid for their entire lives. But some people... Um, they 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 learn and they grow, and I'm hoping that some of those folks are able to come around and realize uh, that that ain't it. Um, <laughs> but I thought you was gonna say something. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh my goodness. I mean, that's what that's 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 the that's the best you could do. But I did agree with one. I got from Dr. Umar was that these a lot of these people are misleading the youth. And I do agree with that because I feel like a lot of younger people are grasping to these ideas. Um, and, you know, it, it may take them some time to get out of, to break out of that, you know, um, and I don't like people being misled because I felt like, you know, you know, growing up in the hood, I was kind of misled a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't like to see that. Um, the young people get taken advantage of and, um, you know, start buying into a lot of these theories. So that that's my only concern with it. But, you know, like I said, I hope, I'm hoping that you know, a lot of people come into spaces like yours, spaces um, where people are actually talking, like some some having like real conversations of substance, and um, not just like arguing and cursing at each other or gossiping and all of this stuff. Because we got enough of that in real life, off of social media. You know, why are you doing this on social media? When you can go outside and do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes no sense to me. Um, technology, you would think we're using this to better our lives, um, to get more information, to get a bag out of it or something, not to to dumb, dumb it down. You know, you can go outside and do that. So, you know, I'm, 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 all, I'm hoping for the best. Uh, I know everybody ain't going to make it, like Meek said. Uh, but, you know, I'm hoping some people, you know, pull out of that weird thinking because I, I know what it's like to be, um, you know, like in these environments and you need something to hold on to 
uh, something to believe in to try to elevate yourself from like the stuff going on in in, in the trenches. Yeah. Um, hey. Bro, this is what I'm talking about. I think this is why this is needed, man. You know, when we in spaces um, with all of us together, I feel like everybody kind of takes turns getting there, you know, talking and talking about their ancestors and trees and, you know, helping each other out. Nobody really gets time to fully express themselves because of the amount of people in the room. So that's why I felt like the genealogist lounge is just the spot to do that because somebody could be, you know, somebody's going to listen to this or listen to this, listening to this as we're talking and be like, yo, let me, let me help him with that. Or, okay, that's what he working on. That's what he looking into, you know, or wow, I didn't know Amir felt that way. And honestly talking to you for this past hour, bro, I didn't even, I didn't know that much about you and, you know, your tree and, you know, how you navigate the world and how you feel about certain things because we never really had a super in-depth conversation. We've always spoken in rooms and we've had time to, you know, get to know each other and communicate, but not on this level right here. Yeah, that's why I, I appreciate you, you know, definitely, uh, like, having this conversation because I feel, you know, I feel like sometimes I get in those spaces, uh, it's a lot of bouginess going on. Um, and I'm like, I'm a simple dude. You know, I can, when I, you know, when I'm in a professional setting, I can talk, you know, I can talk in a different manner. I can, the, the word I guess would be code switch for, you know, uh, you know, like what people used to say back in the days, oh, you, you talk white or whatever, like, I know how to be professional in those settings, but when I come on here, a lot of times, you know, I'm comfortable, you know? Mm-hmm. So I talk like I would talk like I'm in the hood. Absolutely. Because um, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Um, so that's how I'm going to talk. But in some of these spaces, uh, people, you know, people are like so bougie, I feel sometimes, because um, they're looking they're looking or maybe like viewing me as like, Oh, this super hood dude. But like, <laughs> I mean, I've been all over the world. I've been, I've been to college. I got my degree, you know, I'm getting my master's. Like there's, there's that side of me. Yes. But like, there's also the the simple down to earth person that can go outside right now with mm-hmm. the dudes on the block and just, kick it um or go to different neighborhoods and be able to relate like like i'm not, i'm able to relate but like that's why i said like I, I don't really like i get frustrated with with the people on clubhouse you know in some of those other spaces with the, that school of thought but i understand where it's coming from because like we a lot of those people you listen to their voices like they're from DC, they're from Baltimore, they're from New York, they're from Atlanta. So like, I know where they're coming from. Like I know, I know their struggles, and I know why they trying to like elevate themselves. So I get it. 
But sometimes, like, I be over here, like, thing. I be over here, like, I mean, I be over here like this. They over here be acting like that to me. I be like, man, I know you don't do gene- genealogy like that. Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Mm, oh my god, stop fucking lying. <laughs> I'm joking, man, but I, hey, man, I totally agree. But the, I feel like I always try to focus on the positive. Um, you know, for people that I'm close to or people that I talk to, I will express my frustrations with certain segments of this community, especially Clubhouse genealogy. But I will say this, man, the good outweighs the bad to me. And I would say it's around 60, 40, 60 positive, 40 negative. So I try to focus on that 60. But like you said, it is a lot of classism. It is a lot. I feel like I feel like it's a lot of like uh, hierarchy. Um, And this is just me from the outside looking in because I've always done I've done this since I was eight. But I've never been a part of a genealogy community until Clubhouse. And, I, you know, I've expanded my connections and network way past Clubhouse. And um, man, I mean, I I can get I could get the who's who on the phone or in you know hit the inbox uh, message. So you know I'm just blessed and I'm fortunate. This is my wildest dreams, man. You know you know how we do, man. We 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 are very career driven and we do this for the love. We don't. This is this is passion over profit right here. And um, you know one thing I had to I had to learn when I first came in is like. And this is the perfect time to have this conversation because you, you will you will 100% relate to me, especially being in the Navy, man. You go on, like, one of these deployments and somebody that you probably wouldn't talk to in real life becomes your brother. You ride for him. You ride or die. You're, you're in these ports. You're back-to-back. If y'all got a fight, if y'all got something going on, if one gets too drunk, you know, take care of your liberty buddy. And next thing you know, you get back and, you know, you both out processing, you go back home and, um, and next thing you know, they back racist again, or they back, um, they back on that bullshit that they were before. And you guys are not as close anymore, but you shared that bond, but it's over. That's how I look at pandemic clubhouse, man. You know, this is the first time all of us have experienced anything like that, being stuck in the house, not being able to move around. And I think, on my end, I was um, I was led by my heart and not my head. I just wanted to vibe with everybody. I just wanted to help bring everybody up. I just wanted to help create dope stuff. I feel like a lot of genealogists don't really are some of the smartest people in the world, but they're not really creatives. <laughs> so I could bring that mm-hmm. to the table and help people um, and kind of cultivate this environment. And when when I was doing that, I was opening myself up to stuff that I probably shouldn't have. And, you know, I smartened up and I backed away from a lot of people and a lot of things. But like I said, the good outweighs the bad. And, you know, the work is going to speak for itself. You know, love me, hate me. If I don't like you, I'm, I, if you put in that work and I respect it, that's that. I don't have no heaven or hell to put you in, and I can't cut your legs off if I wanted to because that's not who I am. So, you know, I just try to, like, especially in a clubhouse, um, pick my spots where I um, partake in, at, and um, 
you know, just try my best to stay positive and uh, keep my head above water. I'm not going to that low place, especially here, because it's about the ancestors, man. It's about it's about helping people. Like, bro, we do some of the dopest shit on Clubhouse, period. And I've been all over this app. Like, it's about, like, last, like, the room that we did a couple of nights ago that, um the you know, the sliding for the ancestors. Do you hear some of their reactions when you introduce them to their ancestors or solve mysteries that they've had their entire lives or their parents had it in t- their entire lives? The stakes are too high, man. We, we change in lives. We're helping people and we're creating dope content um, alongside each other. And um, if you focus on that, you know, that white noise is going to be white noise, man. You know, people are going to, you know, make you feel bad because they can't do what you do and they can't be who you are. Like, imagine Amir, bro. You you, you black and Puerto Rican <laughs> with with roots heavy down south, all up and down the East Coast, um, Puerto Rico, and you, uh, your, your heart and the spirit took you to the Midwest to make an impact to help change people's lives, to create an initiative to bring back these black towns. Just like you say, just like you said about Black Wall Street, it was horrific what happened. We don't own it. White people own it. They wouldn't sell it to us. But we still have a ton of these black towns in the Midwest. So if you're from New Jersey, New York, Philadelphia, you keep talking about Black Wall Street, Black Wall Street, our people, this Black Wall Street, and your ancestors have never been to Black Wall Street, why don't you slide out to the Midwest and see what the Black Town Collective is doing? There are plenty of Black towns out there, and they are putting in the work. They are connecting with the community. Um, Brothers like Amir is just not talking. He's putting his money and his time uh, where his mouth is. And... um, you know, when you do that, stuff comes your way, bro. Like, when you're doing stuff right and you're really pushing for change, the bullshit is going to come. The bullshit-ass people is going to come. The bullies are going to come. The people that just live to cut your legs off. You know what I mean? The people that schedule rooms when you have rooms out of spite. It's going it's to come, bro. It's going to come. But you just got to stay positive and stay focused and... And worry about the goal, man. And that's about helping people and creating change because this is transformative work. My bad. That was my yeah, little. It's, that it's, was my little rant right there. <laughs> now it's it's it's, uh, it's definitely it's it's definitely a a, a blessing, you know, because like I, I really feel like you know because people always ask me why. Um, you know, they, they're trying to see the vision. And, you know, I I say, you know, you know, there's all these slogans now, uh, building generational wealth and all of these things, but you got to take the action. You got to put some effort in and, and go out there and get it. And, like, you know, I, I would love for more people to learn about the Black Towns and get involved and, um, since everybody's so fascinated with uh, Black Wall Street, um, but you got the Black Towns, you got Black Town. Uh, there's a what is it, Edensville in Florida? Mm-hmm. That's a historical Black Town. Um, so there's other, you know, Black Towns and Black communities that, that definitely need support. So just 
you know, stop, stop with the, the talking. And I, I love this quote. Uh, so I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the 92nd Infantry. Um, they were basically a unit uh, in World War II of all black soldiers. Um, and they fought in, uh, they fought in Europe. Mm-hmm. It's not a history that, that's talked about a lot. Um, so my, my grandfather was, uh, actually in the army. He was, a uh, infantry sergeant. Um, he got drafted, <laughs> went, went to Europe and, you know, fought the Nazis and stuff. Um, so their motto for the unit was deeds, not words. And I always kept that model for everything. Like, you know, back in the days, they used to say, don't talk about it, be about it. Mm-hmm. Like, stop with, you know, there's too much talking going on now. Um, and then people just say things to look cool on social media or say it because it's, it's you know, it's trendy to say now. Um but you got to actually put the work in. So, like, I always keep that model deeds, not words. You know, like, and, and I incorporate that in my life and just be like, yo, you got to be really about this. You know, when I look in the mirror and say, like, hey, you, you know, if nobody else is stepping up and nobody else wants to do anything, then you be the person to, to actually goes out, be the change here that you in the want world, to see. and make make that change. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my. So, what, I mean, I try to live by that. So my pops always said, "Man, if you look at <laughs> things differently, the things that you're looking at will change right in front of you." And um, you know, just like with the clubhouse stuff, I'm sorry that that you know some of that stuff has happened to you. My advice would be, you know, whatever room you come in to make you feel that way. Um, just look at the title and figure out what they're researching in YouTube. It, <laughs> they're going to have 20, 30-minute videos yeah. that get straight to the point. You know, Clubhouse is dope. Um, they have these amazing rooms everywhere. But sometimes I pull myself back and be like, hmm, do I want to have a conversation about this in Clubhouse? Or would I rather look at a 30-minute video that just gives you detail, detail, facts, 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 and no fluff? take my notes, apply it, and move on. Sometimes it's best to do it like that. And, um, you know, like I said, shout out to all us. Shout out to all the content creators on Clubhouse, especially the ones doing genealogy. It's a lot of bullshit out here. It's a lot of these drama rooms. So the people that are staying focused and staying locked in and pushing out great educational, life-changing content, man. Shout out to all of y'all, man. Shout out to... Black and Native Roots, Genealogy Trenches. We outside, man. Yeah. You know it. Hey, man, man, thanks for, thanks for coming to the lounge, man. This is when I knew I knew this was going to be a long conversation, man. We had a lot to discuss, but, hey, man, I'm hype about this one, man. Yeah, you had to definitely let me know. Uh, yeah. I'm dropping it right. out to the masses. Just, just shooting out right now. I, I think... Issue, issue. I, I think you was right. Go ahead, what you said? You was right about the... No, I was going to say, um, I don't want to take too much more time, but I was just going to say, uh, like, definitely thank you for like, having me on the lounge. And um, I think your 
your work is is super dope. Like you're definitely inspiring for a, a lot of us um, that are not uh, proficient in the genealogy work, but we're constantly trying to to learn and get better. Um, so you're definitely like somebody that we look up to, and um, like just having this space right here too, because like you say, um, in those rooms, it's hard for people to explain like who they are. Cause you only have, you know, no matter how many times you go on clubhouse, you only really have the first couple of, um, times to make that impression. And that's not a good way for you, people to get to know you in a sense. Cause, uh, I feel, can you hear me? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I feel like um you know, people aren't able to get their full stories out um in in large spaces. So, uh definitely want to give you props for this. Definitely want to give you your flowers, you know, um you know, for everything you're doing for the genealogy community that people don't realize that you're like taking it to new heights in a different direction um, that is different from what has been done before. So definitely want to salute you for that. Hey, man, I appreciate that, man. And, you know, sometimes it's not all about competition, man. It's about collaboration. And you can collaborate in your own space. You can do your thing in your space. I could do my thing in my space. But we all coming together to help each other grow. And I think that's when people... People are, you know, some some people are looking at it from different perspectives. Some people are entrepreneurs, uh, tech people, and business people looking to capitalize and get people to make more money. And some people are doing it for the love. But if we collaborate instead of being in competition with each other, um, it's only so, you know, there's no limits to where this whole community could go. And that was the conversations I was having uh, earlier in Clubhouse, you know, early on in that 2020, 2021. And, you know, a lot of people wanted to be chiefs and, you know, they were really Indians. And a lot of people felt like they should be in certain positions and situations, but they didn't really understand it. So it, I feel like this is my second win back in Clubhouse. And my second act here is more like, a, okay, I'm here to execute my vision. Who wants to roll with me? Who wants to co-collaborate? And who wants to do your thing here while I'm doing it here? But we continue to help each other get better. And if you want to do your thing over here, if you want to schedule rooms when I'm scheduling rooms or before or after, you know, have at it and do your thing. But if it's about collaboration, the love is there. I've always led with love. So, you know, you can't play me. You play yeah. yourself. <laughs> And it's really about the work because how many, I mean, how many people have you helped, you know, connect to parents and relatives and build whole trees for people? Like, that's, that's what I, it's about. Like, That's why I've been heavily more focused. You know, I, I do miss the group chats and I'm going to try to at least do one a week, uh, maybe two a week. And I don't, ha I don't even have to lead them. I, you know, we could talk about that later, but, you know, it's. I, I think this is I think this is more beneficial, you know, to the community having this one on one conversations and actually sitting down and, you know, jamming out um, 
people's, you know, people's trees. Like you said, helping people connect. And, you know, we all get better that way. Sometimes sometimes it's good for that open forum. Everybody gets a voice. Everybody needs to talk. But sometimes it's good for this one-on-one because sometimes you can learn more this way. I know I can. It'd be too much going on. I'd be more like in here chilling when it's, two, when it's uh, 20, 30, 40 people in a room, vice, like taking notes and doing research and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. But all right, bro. Let's go ahead and get about the lounge, man. I appreciate you for coming through, man. Hey, appreciate you for having me. All right, bro. I'm looking forward uh, to when you drop it. Yeah. What's up, guys? So, you know, we did this on, um, I think we did this on Messenger. And, um, you know, now we're back in these streets, man. What you guys think? Does anybody have any questions uh, before we close this thing out? Amir, how you feeling? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right, man. Just, uh, looking forward, uh, looking to, forward this. to this conference tomorrow. Conference tomorrow. Yeah. All right. So let me. Um. I'm going to. Okay. So. We got a couple people coming up to the stage right now. Hey, Amir, I, I just have one question. You're familiar with Killers of the Flower Moon? Are you familiar with what happened 20 years ago there in the Cherokee and Creek nations to get our land from us? Um, No, I'm not. I'm, uh, just so I'm clear, like, I'm not a Oklahoma uh, native. So I'm not uh, familiar with too much of uh, the Freedman history other than what I've learned. Um, yeah. Well, I tell you what, I'm gonna message you my email address. If you would, I would like to share some information with you. Um, me personally, I believe it's a story that needs to be told and it also ties in with Tulsa. Okay, uh, yeah, um, you inbox me, I'll, I'll send you my information. We can talk offline. That's fine. Uh, that'd be great. I'm going to send it right now. Hey, Amir, what's good? Uh, Ray, uh, what's up? Hey, man, I appreciate this long form interview. This is um, really refreshing. I think those sometimes hour, 20 minutes and 100 people on stage is just too much. And as Ray said earlier, it's kind of hard to work things out when you're doing that. So I appreciated this and uh, I appreciate your energy. And, um, you know, as a New Yorker uh, transplant, although I'm New York, I've been there 30 years now, so I'm a New Yorker. Um, but all the energy that, you put, that you're putting into um, mobilization, engagement, empowerment, and, and you know, directed towards a place 1,500 miles away from where we both live is just uh, really, it's awesome. And, you know, so I salute you for that. Um, I'm going to go back down, but I did want to uh, re remind you 
<laughs> that you know that you also have some relatives um, that you're you're related to my second cousins, the Lemons, in Oklahoma City. So when I see you tomorrow, um, I'm going to make sure that I get a chance to introduce you to those those cousins of yours, uh, the Lemons, who are happen to be my second cousins. So <clears throat> if we have time tomorrow after the after the conference, I want to make sure you uh, have opportunity to meet. Uh, some more of your kin folks while you're while you're here in Oklahoma. And oh, that'd be thank so you for everything you do. Yeah, no, thank you for everything you do. Um, you know, I am uh, um, 100% behind your efforts. I support you and salute you, and I got your back. So, uh, I'll, I'll, we can talk later tomorrow. And thank you, Ray. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm loving this soundboard, man. Everything's coming in handy. <laughs> you got a real studio over there. Hey, a man. A lot of people don't know that. Hey, man. Hey, you ain't got to tell nobody neither, man. Come on, you from New York, you know, don't be snitching. <laughs> you got Barry Hall. What's, what's up? How are you? I'm okay. I got here late, um, and I... I I heard mention of a conference call tomorrow, and uh, I want to know what's that about, and can who who's invited, who's not? Can anybody go? That's my question. Amir, you got that? Yeah, I got that. Uh, so it's actually. Uh... It's a Black Towns uh, conference. It's here in Oklahoma City, so I think anybody's invited to, you know, um, this in town. And as long as they um, sign up to get tickets, uh, you know, you can attend. So it's not actually online thing or a conference call or anything. I you may have to check with the Oklahoma Historical Society to see if they're gonna have a, a live stream of the conference, but um, as far as I know, it'll be in person, most things. Okay, is that what the, uh, um, the link above is, Blacktown Collective is about this gathering? Um, the Blacktown Collective is uh, pretty much our collective that is working to help restore uh, these Blacktowns, uh, which, will be discussed uh, tomorrow at the conference. Um, it's 13 historical black towns in Oklahoma. Okay, thank you. Before we go, let me, I'm gonna drop this link at the top. And also about five minutes after this room closes, um, it'll be available for replays. So um, just like you said, you kind of caught the tail end of it. You can go back and listen and um, catch some stuff that you missed. Also, you know, if you guys have any ideas, thoughts, opinions, please feel free to hit me up. If you guys want to have a chat with me and do something like this, please reach out and we can set it up. Um, again, man, this was a great one. I can't wait to go back and listen to it. Um, it was a great Friday. And uh, you got any last final words, Brother Amir? Um, final words. Uh, so I would 
I would definitely have uh, everybody who hasn't done so yet. Um, I know you changed the link, but uh, definitely check out the All Black Towns Conference uh, up above, the link above that um, Ray just posted to see if there's an actual um, Zoom link or some kind of virtual link for tomorrow's conference. And if you get a chance, definitely uh, follow this club, Genealogy Chances, the greenhouse, click on the greenhouse up above. Also, uh, go to Blacktown, blacktownscollective.com um, and sign up so you can get news on some of the projects and the things we're working on in these uh, 13 historical black towns. Uh, who else? I, I feel like I'm missing something your, else. Uh, your club, your squad. You want to shout out your squad? Definitely your shout out to everybody. Uh, that was in here earlier, that left from, from the collective, um, Seisha, Real, Corey, um, L. This is a lot of people. <laughs> but uh, shout out to them for coming through. The Black and Native Roots, if you want to talk about um, clubs that discuss Black and Native ancestry, definitely find us here on Clubhouse, Black and Native Roots. Also, um, I have any stories left, but I was going to plug in the, the the Freedmen Associations. I no, know she, she came up on the stage. She said. Oh, so she could plug it in. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so I can end right there. But thank everybody for coming out. Definitely tell uh, folks to check out the replay. And yeah, thanks for spending the hour with us. Hey, you, you long-winded, man. Miss Doris, do you have anything to, um, before we close out? Going once. Going twice. Miss Doris. <laughs> All right, man, we out of here, man. I'm Everyone sorry. Has, I'm sorry. Okay. I had you back, my. You back? Okay. Yes, I'm sorry. I had okay. my mic off, but I do want to thank Amir for bringing the uh, the attention to the all black towns in Oklahoma. I am from Oklahoma, born and raised there, and uh, I I am just in awe every time I, you know, I speak with him uh, because of his passion, and his commitment, and the vision he has. So. I am um, with, I'm just going to have to plug in the name of our organization, which is the Choctaw um, Freedman Citizenship Footprints. Uh, so um, our organization uh, has uh, just uh, was established last year. Um, and um, when you get a chance, you might want to visit our website, Choctaw Freedman Citizenship Footprints.com. And um, it really has a lot. We're not an all black town, but we are by some black towns in the area, which um, our genealogy and, and research started. So uh, you get a chance, you may want to visit that. And thank you so much, Amir. <laughs> and as well as Ray, we appreciate you allowing this wonderful platform. And I would also like to say, Ray, that I concur and agree with your comment where you stated 
that we as genealogists or people who are within research, we have to look at other uh, media modems to um, go across and to bring this information to everyone. Because when you look at research, it's really um, a lot of papers, you know, but by using this sort of platform, it's bringing it to a life form, you know, and it's bringing it to a form where a forum, which is allowing people to, uh, in on many tracks and levels to feel open to discuss their, um, their family history and background, as well as research, whether that's through um, using um, various online methods are just or history as well, because that's very important. Because I found that when I started some 20 years ago, that was my main mode of information was through oral history. And uh, of course, the internet was another platform that kind of catapulted me to move to another level. But it's, it's very, very uh, important. So thank you to Ray for allowing us to be here. <laughs> no problem. Thank you. You know, Amir is one of the OGs in Clubhouse. Um, this is, you know, a guy that I talked to off of the app as well. Um, you know, we're both sailors. So I think that's where, you know, the natural uh, cursing <laughs> <laughs> occurred. It was a lot of cursing because, you know, we're both sailors and it's just natural when we get in the same room. I'm sorry, guys. No. I try to keep it to a minimum, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys. No, I get it. I get thank it. Thank you guys for being here. Um, my, our next room in the genealogy trenches will be Tuesday. Um, just a forewarning is going to be very, very spicy. Um, I have, um, I'm going to make a post about it probably Sunday, but it's two people, uh, that have been in conflict for some time, uh, within this clubhouse genealogy community. And I have relationships with both of them. So I talked to both of them individually and, um, they had some nice things to say and some not nice things to say about each other, but I believe that um creating that line of communication separately over time i, I really I'm, I'm very very fond of these two gentlemen and i feel like in any other situation outside of this you know clubhouse environment and culture uh they would like each other as well so uh, i'm not trying to create best friends but i just want to have a bridge of understanding in the midst of uh, continued conflict so um, it's going to be about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minute room on Tuesday. And then we have slime for the ancestors on Thursday. I'm super excited. Uh, this one is going to be actually my co-host Jay. We're going to go into his adoption journey as well as, you know, have some of his new family members on as well as go into, you know, some things we've uncovered in his family. Um, some surprises. Uh, along the way that, you know, his own, you know, his, um, his birth family did not know about their lineage as well. So it's going to be a twisty, turny, windy journey, but I'm super excited. Uh, rolling with Tay, she's uh, going to bring another podcast as well next week. So think about three rooms. So 
you know, thank you guys for being here with us. Um, you know, we got you guys out early. It's 814 East Coast time. So I hope you guys hop out of Clubhouse and enjoy your Friday, man. Have a wonderful evening. Have a wonderful weekend. And I'll see you guys next week. All right. Peace. Hey, peace.